that joke. <laughs> That's not the answer, is it? <laughs> All the survivors of the war had reached their home by now, and so put the perils of the new vague review of books behind them. Welcome to the podcast where we answer impossible literary questions and insatiably read books so you don't have to. To books, what Nando's is to chicken, Netflix is to chill, lad is to banter. It's the new vague review of books. Whee! Yes! You said insatiably. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what was I supposed to say? Insatiably. You said yeah. insatiably. <laughs> Do the I, whole thing again. We're not going back. Uh, okay. I think, considering that was your sixth or seventh take, that was quite good. <laughs> oh, I did that in one go. I'm quite proud of it. Um, it's been a while since, since we've so all been together. Can we just go over Netflix to chill? What was yeah. the other bit? Um, Nando's to chicken. Oh. Lad to banter. Lad to banter, that's the one I wasn't, didn't like. I don't know a lot about cultural references anymore, and that was the best I could come up with. Are you also, you said like five minutes ago you didn't have a script. Where is this coming from? What's happening? This is my, uh, this is my commute here. All right, okay. Well, well, well used commute. Um, <laughs> so it's been a while since, since we've all been together, and I'm sure, like me, you've uh, you spent it with your heads down in the library, trying to think of those culturally appropriate references for the next Never Rob interview. So, who have we got with us today? Essie! Tom! Julian. And how have you all been since we were last around this table? <laughs> oh, and me and Jordan. Yeah, yeah. You all know Obviously me. Obviously not Jordan. Yeah. Come on. Uh, how's everyone been? Alright, we've had quite a break, but um, it's good to be back. I don't know what I've been doing, really. Reading. Fine. Yeah. Yeah, just reading exclusively. You'll be pleased to know I've got a lot of book chat for this job. Yeah. So why don't you tell us how much you've accomplished in the time, Julian, that we've, we've been away. I like how you didn't ask him what he'd read because you, <laughs> you, you knew it wasn't That's just That's a touchy books. question. It wasn't, it wasn't an entire book. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So you've yeah. seen me taking some notes as we ate our Japanese fusion earlier. Shall I, can I, shall I get into this now? Yeah, I'd, I'd like to know instant. I think the readers demand on, to know exactly it. what you've read since we, uh, since we were last around the table. It's less, it's less what I've read. It's more a segment, I think. And I've, <laughs> I've titled it, a working title is Julian's Q2 Literary Report. Q2? Yeah, okay. I feel like that's kind of about, about the time we've been away, isn't it? Yeah, so we can discuss. Q2? Yeah. yeah. We can discuss profit and loss. Um, isn't it? Is it not right? <laughs> it makes no sense, but go with it. I'll start it out. I've written the start. I've written an introduction. Dear stakeholders, it's been a difficult and challenging quarter. <laughs> so hang on. <laughs> So what you're doing is like a financial annual report. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But like no, a quarter. And we're the stakeholders in your reading ability. I'm not going to lie. Our, share, just... our shareholders are going to be so annoyed about this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm voting against the remuneration. <laughs> so key headlines, key takeaways from this quarter. I've read 67 pages of Jonathan Franton's Purity. That's pretty good. That's pretty um, good going. I think it's been more days. We've had more than 67 days since we were last here. So you're averaging about a page a day, which is good to know. That's not bad. Um, I listened to Zadie Smith be interviewed by Adam Buxton on the Adam Buxton podcast. More on that later. Yeah. Okay. We like Zadie on this podcast. That's pretty good. Um, my, friend, my friend Rob's gave me an audible download link to a book called Blitzed. Drugs in Nazi Germany. Just gave you a link. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's a complimentary download from our sponsors. All it's, it's free and you have the link and you don't have to actually read and you've not... What's it called? You've not done it. It's got an amazing cover. It's like um, 
It's literally a picture of Adolf Hitler looking really high. This is the, this is the, <laughs> it's like this book that pretty much says that the Nazis were all on drugs for the entire of World War II. Oh, I heard about yeah. this. Yeah, it's like a big yeah. bestseller. Yeah, I, I feel like people have gone a bit nuts about it. And it's what, I don't know, it's yeah. this kind of revisionist thing that probably isn't true. Yeah, prob- no, he didn't say, I've lied. I've lied. <laughs> what have you that lied was a book, That was a book, he was, the guys, more books. He, he just gave me Darfree stories by Linny. Oh, right. That's, that's less impressive than the <laughs> he was just, He was just talking about the Blitz book and he showed me a picture of it. Oh, right. Okay. okay. So you, you've seen a picture of a book. I yeah. mean, our I shares mean, are plummeting okay. every um, second you carry on talking. I've got a cookbook update. Oh, yeah. I haven't read, I haven't made anything from Gil Meller's Gather, which we spoke about a few episodes ago. <laughs> no, no it, if that's a cookbook, no one remembers. Nothing from there. No, no foraging. And then the last bit is things I saw and heard whilst reading Jonathan Franzen's Purity in public cafes. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I think if you keep listening to all these conversations in cafes, it's explaining why you're only on sixty-seven pages. Also, that, that's just a list of things you found more interesting. Than yes, exactly. <laughs> Day one, the first cafe I've written down. I had coffee, <laughs> and, uh, like a roasted squash salad with blue cheese, which I didn't. I found disappointing. Yeah. Day two. Day two. I just got a coffee. And there are people with laptops there. Freddie desperately told us to talk more about books, didn't he, on I this know, podcast. He was like, talk thing. more about so books. So what do you think of the like first 67 pages? Yeah, what it's going to like it. I, mean, I can't really report back much more on it. What are the characters called? I don't want to give any spoilers away. Well, the names oh. of the characters aren't a spoiler. Or like, what do you think it's going to well, be the ca- about? The main character is called Purity. Really? The, the titular character. Is that actually true? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. What That's do a you bit think? of a new... Revelation for me. So far, it's not a spoiler. It's kind of I, you know what you know what the thing is. I'm actually there's way more has been revealed in the synopsis of the book on the back than I've even uh, got. I to. hate that. Don't you hate when the synopsis reveals like up to page about 180 or something? Yeah. You're like, I find that quite annoying. You can't tell me that much in yeah. the synopsis because obviously I've read that before I've started reading the book. Um, yeah, so like it's been a, a breakneck. Well, that's a few months. Tom, as how have your Q2s been? Well like, spent. Yeah, I've read a lot. I mean, I went on a little holiday, which meant I read a lot. Any, any books you want to note now, just as like a, a, a best read? Um, I read Valley of the Dolls by Jacqueline Susan. Oh, that's supposed to be really good. So, first ever chitlet. Mm. Have you guys ever any... Chitlet. Chitlet. No, but this is, quite, this is quite a famous one though, isn't it, as far as they go? It was the first one. Oh, okay, that's why so it's so famous. it was written in the 60s, yeah. and it was kind of like the, the novel that inspired um, Jackie Collins and all of that crowd. Um, and it's about... I mean, do you know? Do you guys know what dolls are? Um, like beyond what? Oh, it's pills, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So dolls That's are like tranquilizers. It's another. It's uh, a nickname for pills. Like Valium. Like Valium. Those kind of drugs that you took in nineteen yeah. sixties Hollywood. Oh, sort wow. of like anti-anxiety so, celebrity drugs. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So anyway, it's all about. It's about these three women in their early twenties, and it carries on until they're sort of like in their fifties. But it's all about their drug addictions and lifestyles, and it's very vapid. And it's very Hollywood and it's very glamorous, but surprisingly enjoyable and interesting. Is it like that in a kind of like ironic way or is it like it was the um, first chick? It's because it was the first one mm. and then that kind of made it like feminist in its own right because it was the first right, one yeah. and it was written by a woman, it wasn't written by a man. But I think that then led on to a lot of crap written about yeah. in that kind of But she genre. can't be held responsible for all the crap that follows. No. So um, and then I think the really famous film was made of it, but I don't really want to see the film. I don't want to ruin the illusion. That's how I've heard about Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Reference one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I recommend it. 
for is really juicy and satisfying. Isn't the phrase chick lit just awful? I don't think I've heard that for a while. Yeah, it's it kind of like... undermines like everything you want really from a book, doesn't it? Like yeah. yeah, but this is like you did want to read this though. It also had a foreword by Julie Birchill, which was quite surprising. I don't know who Julie Birchill is. I thought that too. I didn't want to say it. You guys don't know who Birchill is? Do you know Birchill? Oh, come on. She's of like a really famous British like feminist. Okay. Yeah, oh, I'm guys. so angry right now. <laughs> Sorry. You guys got to know who Birchill is. I'm going to have to look her up so um, I'll better about it later. So in other Q2-related book news from the, the wider world of books, um, Thomas Pynchon, one of producer Fred's favourite authors, turned 80. Robert Piercing, who wrote um, Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, died. And Bill Clinton and James Patterson announced that they were writing a book together, um, something about assassinating a president. Um in the vein of that last piece of big news, what unlikely celebrity author duo would our panel of experts around the table like to see partner in the near future to produce, a, produce something pretty exciting? Are you, when you say celebrity, can it be like any celebrity plus author? Is that what we're going for? Yes. So celebrity like, you know, that's a politician there, but you know, someone well known to the, to the public. Yeah, the quintessential okay. celebrity. Okay. See, I, I'm, I misunderstood this question. And I thought it was something to do with like who I want to pair with me. What to to, to, <laughs> to, know, to write book to with be or something? With or? I've just written down Tilda Swinton. You've just named I've a celebrity. Written down, I've named a celebrity. But you want to pair with you. That sounds creepy. I don't know, I just like We discussed earlier that Julian actually looks a little bit like a sort of male version of Tilda Swinton. So. I also just think it's really funny that we mentioned Bill Clinton and James Patterson and you assume that one of those two would be you. <laughs> And then the other one would be famous. What about? Another famous well, what person about in addition to you. Bill Clinton, Tilda Swinton. <laughs> I Hello. can see you forming that. Yeah. But um, neither of them are an author. The whole point was you need uh, one author and one celebrity. Bill Clinton's surely an author. He's yeah, a, he probably he was is. a bloody president. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's not, a, write, it's yeah. not a prerequisite, but, but he uh, probably has written something. I think you're joint, it's not a prerequisite. How many books has Trump written? We all know that. About 14. Yeah. yeah. Obama. Two, two great books. And a children's book. Clinton, probably some before. Oh no, who's before Bush? <laughs> probably didn't write a book. Um, um, go on, who would your, what would your celebrity and author be, Tom? I don't, I, mm. So I was thinking... <laughs> the strong answer. Yeah, <laughs> so this is going well. No, um, so I was trying to think of people who would make a bit of an odd couple. Because, I don't know, I quite like the idea of forcing them to do it because they wouldn't naturally do it. And then making a sitcom about it. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> it's more like I want to watch the process of it happen yeah. rather than the outcome. Is there a kind of situation where it's like one of them's like the ghostwriter and one of them's kind of taking all the fame? Yeah. Or what's the creative process? That's what, you, know. you can kind of have whatever you want, really, yeah. Yeah, this is kind of what I was thinking. So I was more imagining like a Channel 4 documentary about... Grayson Perry and Charles Dickens writing a book together. Okay. Oh, you brought, you brought Dickens into it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. When Tom it. finds out Dickens is dead, he's going to be. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's actually going to be quite a slow-moving documentary. Grayson Perry and Charles Grace Dickens. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mostly what? because I I don't know I feel like they're very they're like British icons in very different ways. Sure. Well, yeah. <laughs> different centuries. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> very different. I mean, ways. I'd say that Charles Dickens is more prolific. Yeah. Yeah. I would too. Yeah. I think Charles Dickens is probably the better author. Yeah, he's the author in this scenario. Because <laughs> Grayson Perry does actually have a book out at the moment that's doing really well. Yes, no, I did. Um, I, I was thinking it, that. that yeah. Could I have it because they're both kind of. It's called of like authors. The Fall of Man or something. No, it's, I think. I've discussed it on this podcast. What was it called before? again? The Descent, Descent of, man. of Man. Descent of Man, yeah, there you go. But what sort of book would you have them write? So it would definitely, I mean, it would be a novel, obviously. 
because I could have very easily said a history of something. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like an, a new version of like Hard Times, because Grayson Perry is quite political as well. Yeah. And in Hard Times, there's all this stuff about like self-made man versus like... So it's almost Charles Dickens writing a sort of semi-autobiographical story of Grayson Perry in today's life. Actually, yeah, that is kind of true, because Grayson Perry is very famously like this self-made hero. Yeah. In a lot of ways, but in quite an unexpected way. Not in like, a, I've created this ridiculous business for myself. Yeah. More in like, I'm very artistic and I understand human nature way. Which would kind of suit a sort of Dickens book in exactly. some sort of twisted, That's um, what modern I way. They're kind of the same, but extraordinarily different. I feel like Grace and Perry would enjoy like forming an evil character with Charles Dickens. Like yeah. if you play Grayson Perry has like a computer game you can play. Yeah. Um that has like the Does big he? Yeah, it's like the big fat cat capitalist bankers versus like the ordinary man and then you go and you like you jump along and you decide like whether you're gonna earn more money or like have a family. <laughs> no no it's like a little arrow game you play on the computer. Yeah. And his 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 illustrations of the baddies are really bad. Really? Yeah, that seems like a the... good premise for like a Dickens book actually. Well, the, yeah. A lot yeah. of Dickens things were like that. They would like take stereotypes from the day which were clearly awful people but were technically meant to be at the height of society. And Grayson Perry does a lot of that kind of crap with the Shows art, the extremes. Know. Yeah, exactly. I like it. Let's get it made. What's it called? Oh no. Okay, I've come got, back to it. We'll come back I've got to an, it. I've got an um Grayson Expectations. Oh, very nice. <laughs> Off the top of my head, that. So. Oh god. Um Ez, what's your what's your partnership? Okay, I'd like a trio if that's all right, producer Fred. Oh, it's bending the rules. Okay. We'll, we'll allow it. <laughs> my solitary tears just roll down Freddie's cheek. <laughs> <laughs> so we mentioned her before. I'd pair Kim Kardashian. Yeah. With Jacqueline Wilson, the all children author of Greatness. Yeah. And then I'd like to have more illustrations by Nick Sharrett, who always does Jacqueline Wilson's illustrations. Oh, okay. Oh, that that's fine. That's so. so, so yeah. Uh, but that's what I'd like to see. I'd like to see Jacqueline Wilson and Kim Kardashian tackle the same, the issues that would affect young girls now, but from a Kim Kardashian point of view. Okay. I want to see some cellulite. The drawn kids? by Nick Sharp. But I want no because have you I don't know if you guys have ever read a Jacqueline Wilson book. No. Did she write the Sleepover Club? Is that her? No. If I'm completely misremembering uh, the Jacqueline Wilson. The illustrated mum, Tracy Beaker. Tracy Beaker, that's that's what I was thinking So of, okay. she, she was a big author for young girls growing up. Yeah. Young British. Influential, girls. very influential author, yeah. isn't she? Yeah. But weird that boys never read her. She no. had one sort of like grown up one called Girls in Love and you'd had to be like if you read that you're like, Oh god, this has sex on <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think it'd be quite fun. So is she quite a positive influence oh, on like young girls positive. growing up? Yeah. So and is that kind of the like spin here? Lots you're going of for? single mums and that kind of thing, and I don't know, sad stories and. Would it? Would you say it would be woke? It would be so woke. Very good. So that's got more listeners for us just then because of the young phrase you used. Yeah, that you actually go up in the ratings on the uh, Apple Store if you use the term woke in your podcast. Oh, you go up a few notches. Um, I definitely was discussing that with the wrong audience there. What I about, just basically uh, want to see Nick Sharrett's uh, illustrations. What, what are those illustrations? <laughs> are those illustrations? Oh, they're really cute. Are they Quentin like, Blake? Well, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking about Quentin yeah. Blake. No, they're like, Quentin Blake. Imagine they're Kardashian like, drawing they're like characters with like little wiry hair, and like each hair is just so like Tracy Beaker, for example. She had like nine strands of hair. Because like, they all came out. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, that's <laughs> horrible, Freddie. <laughs> Producer Freddie's drawn quite a quick and a, and a good <laughs> replica photo there. Jules, have you added anyone for Tilda Swinton there? Or are you sticking with Let's, Tilda and we'll, Bill? We'll scrap Tilda and Bill. But I've had to think on my feet a little bit here. And the first one's cheating because there's a copy of the book right in front of me. But the first one's going to be John Updike. Mm-hmm. 
And the second one's going to be uh, Wayne Rooney. Oh, wow. <laughs> now, the reason for this... Modern man. Well, Updike's Rabbit series of books are all about, um, I guess, just like the minutiae of the everyday, yeah. kind of, I suppose, like mundane living and stuff yeah. like that. A boring suburban life. But yeah, boring suburban kind of life. Out. I'd like to see Updike... Or maybe it's different that they're writing it together, but I'd like to see Updike's take on, like, Rooney's... He's getting to the end of his career, maybe. He's getting a bit, getting on in years. In a few years' time, it'd be thinking what to do it'd always be like Updike writing Rooney's midlife crisis I'd love that yeah that is, that's, I'd read that imagine Rooney just sort of look at the bins trying to take the bins out oh. I feel like that could be oh Colleen that could be the novel that defines our age <laughs> I hate everything about this conversation <laughs> why, Dude, why aren't why? you both joining in <laughs> like, what about it could be called Rooney right like, <laughs> what about the minutiae of Rooney's life are you excited about? Oh, all of it. He collects like, guitars. No, but like, whether he, <laughs> well, whether he should have another hair transplant. Yeah, like, this is big decision. That's 21st century you, living. Is minuti- mu- minuti- is literally in <laughs> How like, are you the mirror of the, the <laughs> sun. Minutiae. How does anyone say it? You said it. Yeah, minutia, I say. Minuti? Minutia. Minutia. <laughs> is it Minutia Listeners, if Ireland? anyone knows how to say minutiae, then send it in. This is exciting. Do you know what's bad? It's like if you ever listen to someone on a podcast or, or something like that say a word, you're like, they're just saying that wrong. Yeah. And like no one picks it up. So if anyone listens to this, which is a long shot. <laughs> anyway, but I like to think there's some people going, oh, what? Okay, cool. I think that, that's done. The readers got what they, the listeners got what they wanted from that. They could welcome sending any of your suggestions. Yeah, we'd love to see it on our yeah. Instagram account, which is as at New Vague Books. Good stuff. Should we move on to a little quiz that producer Fred's prepared for the for the group? Do you I have think a it's, choice. It's rude not no, to. That's literally the agenda. <laughs> okay, cool. So this is a very official looking New Vague Review quiz envelope. There's something very official about this. It's it's folded really nicely, it is, isn't it? Next yeah. paper looks really thick. He's oh, done great. He's done that really nice three-fold thing. It's got headers and footers. Yeah. I actually got. I remember being taught how to do that in an English literature lesson. Really? It seems like it's a three yeah. three pages worth of quiz and quite wow. a lot of, quite a lot of content for me to read. The Curse of the Great American Novel, inspired by the choose-your-own-adventure books that we used to read when we were younger, producer Fred has put together a short choose-your-own-adventure about the new Vegaria books. Question is, brave adventurers, can you successfully negotiate the perils and pitfalls inherent to the life of a humble podcast panellist? Question number one. Oh, wow. Are we just straight into this adventure? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So you've got, you got to set the scene, this picture of what's happening. You're like a literary dungeon master. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what dungeon master is. Is that from a game? If you got your D20 out right now, you'd really be in a, oh, be in a business. What are you talking about? Is this large? Board games? <laughs> it's Dungeons and Dragons. Wizards. The, anyway, look, it's question the, one. It's question the one. geeks that listen to this will know exactly what they're talking about. They're high five. listening to this is definitely a geek. High five. Don't alienate the listeners. <laughs> so, anyway, look, question one, question one. Your popular literary podcast pundit, Julian Shaw. It is late night on the eve of a recording of a new episode of The New Vega Viewer Books. Okay. You realise you haven't read anything since the last episode. You've begun to wonder if you might get boosted off the podcast for not reading anything. Do you A. Stay up until the early hours of the morning, reading up on Wikipedia about a book you haven't read, or B, do nothing and hope to style it out as per usual. Are we answering as you? Or should we just interpret this however we want to? You've got to answer, you're, you're putting yourself in my shoes. Okay. Come on team, what should I we mean, go for? I mean, if I was me, I'd definitely do the stay up late. I think you do stay up late and actually read a book. 
Yeah. Not the Wikipedia option. But if I'm Julian, I'm definitely going to Wikipedia it. Yeah, it's B. No, it's B. It's style it out, isn't it? We've seen him style oh, it out wait, today. Only... So the two oh, options yeah, yeah, are A, yeah, Wikipedia, yeah. Style or, or B, yeah, style it out. Wikipedia. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you've chosen B. So that's going to send us to uh, point three, question three. This is Choose Your Own Adventure style. Here okay, we go. Yeah. We're going Got you. into uncharted territory. In Choose Your Own Adventure, every now and then you choose an option. I used to do it as a kid. And then you just go to like page 17 and it would be like, you fall through a trap door and die. Oh, I know. And you'd worst. be like, oh, that was fun. You just have to start again. <laughs> yeah. Start again from page six. So you've chosen... This chosen... was so outcompeted by video games. <laughs> yeah. like, just, they were really just, popular just in the Just think 80s. of any video game. And literally, move the controller left and you've already chosen your own adventure. <laughs> it's like a million times better. Oh, it's so sad. <laughs> you've chosen B, go to three. So, you got this, Jules. Just wait for the right moment and talk about David Foster Wallace's excellent infinite jests. Never fails. At the recording, you give yourself a pep talk while the others talk about something boring. Suddenly, you're being asked what you think about something or other. Do you, do you A, claim that Infinite Jest is the quintessential American novel, <laughs> or B, apologise and say you've got nothing to add? I mean, A. Hey. Are we just answering this like as if as if Julian? Or should yeah, we yeah. go a bit rogue and what would happen? I think if we should go. go I think we should go rogue. Go really? yeah. Let's go B. Yeah, B. 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 We're, we're B. going to six. Okay. Okay. Oh no, you've fallen through a trapdoor. door. <laughs> <laughs> booted off the podcast. <laughs> point point six. You were interrupted soon enough anyway by Tom saying something about history. After the recording, producer Fred approaches you and says that you won't be needed for any recordings for the foreseeable future. Oh no! Oh. I swear I'll read something, you protest, but he's already turned away. This is the end. You fail. Oh no! Oh, no. Oh, go back, go, go back, back, just go back, 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 go we nearly chose it. We chose it already. But yeah. I didn't chose it. We didn't choose that one. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't actually choose that one. Point five. You mentioned infinite jests. The other podcast panelists roll their eyes, but deep down, you all know they're secretly jealous that you read such a big book. <laughs> so, such a big book. I only got halfway through it. You didn't think the new Vega view of books could get any more incredibly popular, but when this episode's released, it is met with incredible critical acclaim and goes viral. A line of merchandise goes on sale and is immediately sold out. You're being invited onto BBC Radio 4 for an interview. Do you A, accept, or B, turn down the offer? A, accept. A, accept. Let's get this adventure going. We go to number eight. Right. Everything's going well on the Today programme. John comes <laughs> <laughs> the Today programme. I really want to know what we said to make it go viral. Also the Today are we the most important, important affair in, in politics? So, Home Secretary. <laughs> Everything's going well on the Today programme. John Humphrey seems to listen eagerly to your theories about David Foster Wallace. <laughs> but suddenly he cuts you off. Go on, say it. Say what, you reply. Say the catchphrase. His eyes narrow and the room seems to darken. <laughs> Do you A, give him what he wants, or B, refuse? You I don't a, know. Give, give him, him what, what he wants. What is the catchphrase? What is the catchphrase? Oh, okay, okay. Oh, I don't know. No, it's just, it's it's, just, it's just, we don't know what the catchphrase is. Oh, is she giving the catchphrase? Okay, we're going to give Humphreys what he wants. Not give John Humphreys what he wants. Yeah. Are we going A then? We're yeah. Going yeah. Okay. We're just playing He's not going to know. We're playing this to the end, I'm really excited I'm on the Today programme. This is great. You're going to get back and start reading Juju and Adventure books. You're going to go read Infinite Jeff. Yeah. In a reluctant half-whisper, you say, Jester's best. 
John Humphreys laughs heartedly. All the listeners at home laugh heartedly. He makes you say it a few more times. He unbuttons his shirt. He unbuttons his shirt to reveal a T-shirt with "Justice Best" written in big letters. John Humphreys is in your face, shouting the words. There's no time for your theory about infinite jest in the American dream. You go home feeling taken advantage of. This is the end. You fail. No. <laughs> Uh, I feel Can like I get a t-shirt, please? That's inevitably how it ends, isn't it? All, all roads lead to failure. I would like a Justice no, there, Best t-shirt, there, there, are, there is success options in here. Do is we, there actually? I don't think we can do any more do options. Do we enter Julian's dream? Is that what happened? <laughs> I don't feel like I'm in the real world. Um, that was so intense. Oh, God. Um, I feel like oh, that was good. like sort of like Ghost of Christmas Future sort of scenario happening there. Wasn't <laughs> it? I feel like we should put that up and listeners can choose their own adventure. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's Maybe good we could idea. Uh, put themselves in my, my shoes. If yeah. you visit our website, www.newvaguereviewofbooks.co.uk. Yeah, we've got a certain air of professionalism, haven't we, really? No. It's, uh, that's a lie. No, I don't All right, so we've, we've passed the quiz. Um, have we got any questions from our listeners to answer? So we've got two questions from listeners this week. The first one I'm a little bit embarrassed about. Sarah oh. said, "Why are you recording so infrequently? I need more book chats." Oh, that's like that's a that's a sort of compliment, really, isn't it? Yeah, I mean it's yeah. What it's like a humble say? brag. Why have uh, we've been away for a couple of months? We have to admit it. Inherent laziness. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Producer Fred has just written on his piece of paper, get a life. I don't think I can say that to our listeners. Uh, yeah. Our sole listener. That's not <laughs> Come on, Sarah, stay with us. We've had um, we've had some sort of business to get down to, haven't we? Yeah. We've been uh, we've been expanding the brand, investing in merchandise, buying domain names up. Um we are back. Yes. Q2 hit us harder than we thought. Yeah. But if, <laughs> I mean, it was why have you taken such a financial pages. If your charts are anything to go by, Q3 is going to be financially successful know, for us. Right? H2. The only way is up. Exactly. Sarah, it's going to be I'm okay. Sorry. Q3, look forward to it. All right. And then this one came via our Instagram and they said, I'm going on holiday. Do you have a book suggestion? The rest of the group are going on holiday together at the weekend. What what books are you gonna, you know, be taking with you, or, or are you gonna recommend Ooh. for them? I'm gonna be packing. I love Dick by Chris Krause. That's supposed to be which is one great, of the worst sentences yeah. I've ever said aloud. Yeah. <laughs> um, I keep seeing people reading that on the tube actually. Yeah, and yeah. um, so that's all about. Um, I think it's like half fiction, half memoir. All I wanted to say was half erect. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. It's a quintessentially semi book. Um, Um, Dick is the name of a man. Right. And it's the the writer falls in love with Dick and um, basically. Yeah. Classic romance. The writer falls in love with Dick. Along with her husband, and together, her and her husband try and get Dick to like. Her husband. (laughs) Wait, hang on. Her husband falls in love with Dick. I think. This is as far as I know. I think Dick. I think basically, Dick is a literary professor. And they are also in the literary well, world. Why are we talking want... about? Li- there's so many literary professors in books. Yeah, we, they're they're the most yeah. overrepresented profession in in novels by quite a long way. <laughs> I'll tell you, what I didn't speak about was Zadie Smith on Adam Buxton's yes, podcast. Would you want to recommend? No, I, I didn't. I just mentioned it. I didn't say. Well, what, why don't you book? recommend that she doesn't so, have to read a book? She can listen book. to yeah. Zadie Smith and Adam go. Buxton. What would make it? What would make that a good recommendation? Better than I Love Dick. Oh, not necessarily better. I used to always think Zadie Smith looked too serious in like press pictures and stuff. She looked all moody, but she was really good in this. She yeah, was just quite fun. She's she's really thought a lot about everything, and I quite. I like kind that. of think she was just. I don't know. She was alright. 
I'd also recommend, I just finished a novel called um, A Place Called Winter by Patrick Gale, which was actually recommended to me by someone I work with. And it's one of the novels I've read faster than any other novels recently. I finished it in a day and a half. Wow. And it's all, and this is actually based partly on truth. So, so have any of you guys ever read any Patrick Gale? No. no. He wrote notes on an exhibition. He's a British author. Surprisingly prolific, which slightly blew my mind. The list at the back of the book of how many novels he's written is like... A bit like Trump. Yeah. Like well, he's, he's the British 16. Trump. That's what they say, isn't he? <laughs> anyway, and A Place Called Winter is inspired by the real story of his grandfather, who, for reasons I won't give away, moved to Canada when they were colonising Canada back oh, in the cool. early 19th century. And it's just really interesting and quite sad, but very interesting. Because That's... you normally don't really hear about that bit of the world. Yeah, that sounds yeah. great. There was a good piece in, in the New Yorker, which you know I can just talk about that. Yeah. Sure, that's my life. Yeah. Uh, which was about um, it was a historiography, which is basically like a summary of different schools of historical thought, and um, it was about loads and loads of historians who are hypothesizing a different history of America, where they suggest it's not like the kind of exceptionalism we're all becoming this amazing thing that everyone thinks it is. And actually, the title of it is, Should We Have Just Been Canada? And the whole hypothesis is loads... They, they bring together loads of different historians who either say that, like, the revolution wasn't that revolutionary or that Canada has turned out much better than America. Loads of different historians which they bring into one thing. And it's amazing because it makes you think about, like, the history of Canada and the history of America in a completely different way. Mm. And one of the things you never, like talk about as a British person is Canada and like Canadian yeah. history and the fact that that is like a massively successful country that mm. is very similar to us but we're obsessed with America and yeah. it's like why is that I mean technically obviously they're loads more like powerful and successful but in lots of other ways <laughs> just they... this massive overlooked country that yeah that exactly is, yeah, kind and of it's... has lots of value similar to the UK and things like that I can't remember any of the what? books they write about in the article but it's a good article the interesting one of them called thing America's Hat <laughs> Canada <laughs> yeah Canada America's Hat oh. um, the interesting thing about a place called Winter though is that just the realities of what life was like so basically for reasons I won't give away is the main character he needs to desperately leave the UK and he's walking down the strand and he walks past Canada House and basically they just are giving away plots of land and it's just done on like a... They literally oh, did well, it with in a Canada. ruler. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, do, they did it with a ruler. They tell you, even when you're getting your piece of land, they say, we can't guarantee what kind of land it is. We're just... So when you rubbish. get there, it might just yeah. be like rocks. Yeah. We can't guarantee it. If it is just rocks, let us know and we'll give you another bit of land. Oh, <laughs> you get there, it's rocks, just give us a call. Is that system yeah. still running today? No, but it just is. This was a whole bit of history I never thought about, and we don't learn about in school. And this brings me so neatly onto my book, which okay. is um, Mary Beards SPQR. Oh yeah, which is staying strong with the history thing. Staying strong <laughs> with the history thing, which is just the history of not all of Rome, but it runs from early Rome until like two hundred third century, basically. And what reminded me of that is that they had the same thing that one of the most revolutionary things they did was that when you were a soldier, they promised you a pension, and the pension was a plot of land. And they had the same issue, actually. They'd be like, it's going to be this big. But they wouldn't actually know what it was until they got mm. there. And quite often, they'd end up with good bits, and sometimes they'd end up with crap bits of land. But it's the first like historical idea of a pension. Actually, it was the first idea of retirement in the history of the world, because normally you just worked until you died. Yeah. But for them, it was like, you um, finished the career as a soldier then you get to like 
60 and you just have permanent land and you do what you want with it. Yeah. Again, you had to kind of work it so it wasn't really a pension because imagine being like, oh, your pension is farming until you die. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It's not until re- 60. Yeah, well, yeah. although actually another interesting thing, and then I will shut up about history, <laughs> is that actually life expectancy when you got to like 20 was similar to ours. The oh, problem you just was to survive till 20. child mortality was so bad yeah. so that yeah. very few children got to that age. But then after that, life expectancy was like 65 odd. And is, so it, that is SBQR, is, is that Mary Beard's like non-fiction? Yeah, yeah. Book? It's like her, um, it's really great. It was it's probably like five years old now. It's, I don't know, I don't know when yeah. it came Maybe out. Maybe not even that old actually, I think, because there was a TV series fairly recently. About yeah, she did, it? yeah. Um, and it's, it's really brilliant. She does, she writes in a really interesting way for a historian because she, it's very colloquial in the way she writes but also it's not very chronological it's quite like um here's an interesting theme for this chunk of time and she just talks around it so she covers like 14 emperors but normally you'd be like this was caligula this was nero this is this whereas she's like i'm just going to talk about like madness or i'm going to talk about like wealth or I'm that's gonna talk quite about good they get like in that sort of boring timeline fashion that a lot of history books follow you don't have to suffer you d- through that exactly bit. you don't have to and also she makes you realize that the difference between emperors doesn't actually matter what mattered more was like the culture that lasted over the whole period of time it's amazing it's really really good Ooh. and it, it's very like it's i think the reason she's so popular is that it's very human rather than like historical. So you can, it would be things like about pension, about owning land or about like life. Mm. Or so you can relate to it. Exactly, yeah. Which is why it's a good holiday read, except for maybe not for everyone. It's very historical. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> I'll, maybe I'll dip into a bit of it, of your copy on holiday and you can read a bit of my love, I love Dick. Yes. So it's not a holiday, I mean, it's not a holiday so. unless you're not reading some historical tone, Paul says. <laughs> yeah, That's exactly, what it, yeah. Anyway, um, hashtag just is best. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs> Bye guys. Bye. 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 Happy reading. Brooks. Brooks. <laughs> <laughs>